Welcome to Industry Secrets. How you doing, buddy? Doing good, and you? Fantastic. Good to be back. Good to Dude, be we've back. been cranking these things out. Yeah, well, you know, uh, again, uh, <laughs> we've you done left more, <laughs> for a month. <laughs> we've done we more were... in the last two weeks than we have in like the last two months. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Um, anyways, I'm just, uh, I'm happy to be here. Uh, I'm very excited for today's guest. Who's that? Uh, well, we'll get there in a minute. <laughs> just want this guy. <laughs> just, just, well, no, we got to, as we work on our opening, which we don't ever warn our guests about while they sit here awkwardly waiting for them. Do I talk now? But mainly just wanted to welcome everyone back to Industry Secrets, the, uh, podcast where we talk shit and talk shop with bobby vigil and alex so um we have adam rahal rahal i didn't get it right that time at all <laughs> um yes uh mr adam is here with us today pretty exciting stuff how are you doing today buddy it's a little hot outside, but besides that, Jesus, I'm enjoying hot. the day. Well, if you don't like the weather, just wait a couple days. Well, right? Oh no, it's a little hot out here. <laughs> weather, sure. You know what they say? If you don't like the weather, just wait ten minutes. Adam, I <laughs> met you, shit, six years ago now. Ooh, maybe longer. No, yeah. you were oh, six years ago were, from your research institute. Yeah, because you were. One of the first guys. You're mm-hmm. the first two, right? <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's when I met you. Yeah. I just remember seeing this guy and be like, oh, he owns a liquor store. <laughs> that's all I knew. <laughs> Turns out he likes gimlets. It's true. Yeah. Thanks Adam, for that, by yeah. the way. Yeah. Adam does love a good cocktail. Dude, ain't nothing wrong with a good cocktail. Um, and real quick, Adam, because I'm a hack and a fraud, I forgot to tell you. Sure. Generally going to want to keep the mic flat side to you, about a fist from your face. Um, if I wasn't a sham, uh, I would have told you that in the opening before we started recording. But here well, we are. Lessons. <laughs> lessons. People don't come to us for quality. Uh, they sure don't. But we are getting a tad better <laughs> as time goes on. So um, we'll try not to end it with uh, getting sloppy drunk as usual. But no promises. I'm going to keep trying to get drunk. For sure. Now, you have Adam, to try? I mean... I've no. seen you get drunk before. Yeah, I've gotten drunk before. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you should see us here every like Monday or Wednesday whenever we're doing this thing. Now, um, before we uh, let Bobby get started with you, because uh, Bobby Bobby kicks it off with the first question, it's um, it's beautiful. Okay. So before we do, um, first of all, I'm excited to have you here because uh, you're a little different than our normal guest. First of all, you don't work for me. <laughs> I would say elaborate. Secondly, you're not Andy. Uh, That's true. And uh, and thirdly, uh, your uh, your domain's a little different than most what we would consider uh, the industry. But again, you know, the industry has many sides, three tiers, as they say. But, um, you know, sometimes we have bartenders on here or service people, and then sometimes we have the salesmen. But now we have our first retailer. Our What's first, retail? Our first liquor Bezos. Ooh, liquor Bezos. Ooh, Bobby, so whatever I'm, you just did to your mic yeah, is love it. real bad. I love it. <laughs> Yeek. Uh, yeah, you're going to want to tighten that bad boy up. Is it me? I don't know. It, it, it was definitely when you grabbed the mic. Hold on. And we're back. Sorry, I had some fuckery <laughs> with my mic. Well, I saw it. It's true. I was like, who's breathing into this thing? <laughs> Who is over I'm here? I'm like breathing in my nose, only one nostril. Like, it ain't me. It was you, me. You clearly didn't see me masturbating over here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's what that sound was. Okay. Yes. Well, I mean, you were, you were looking at Bobby given at the time. It's true. How it's over now. that, though? You're like right next to me. How could I miss you doing that? Well, G's move in silence like lasagna. <laughs> there Bobby goes, breathing into the mic again. Well, I don't think you're going to fix it being a Russian. Uh, we'll do the best we can that we got. 
yeah, Bobby's going to fuddle with it a little bit while we talk, and uh, hopefully we'll uh, we'll stop hearing it. Uh, otherwise, you know, uh, far better quality than our first three anyways. So. <laughs> better guess, too. Ha <laughs> Got him. <laughs> yes, uh, just so, I mean, I'm sure there will be a lot of weird context moments, but uh, friend of the pod, Andy, is in-house hanging out, brought us some. Uh, we should actually give it a, uh, ah, Jesus, that's going to sound great for everyone. Um, I, I at least twice an episode crank this earphone on the mic, and I'm sure someone hears it every time and is like, I hate you. Um, but yeah, shout out to uh, Tropical Storm Andy, uh, or Double Dry Hop Dragoon IPA, as I call it. Um, <laughs> I kid, but this beer is fan-fucking-tastic. It's really delicious. It's got a Stormtrooper on it. Allegedly. Um, <laughs> allegedly. Allegedly. I think the art passes just enough to fucking avoid Disney. Look at that. You guys, you guys are clever. 20%. Nike. That's all you gotta do is 20%. Technically, most labels are protected under parody law. That's why you got away with Tommy's Lullaby. There we go. Yeah. But I love that. Waiting for my t-shirt. Yes, and that is how I've actually uh, confirmed. Uh, as, long, <laughs> as, long as, um, as long as the guy who makes all of our apparel doesn't uh, die of coke... Uh, I'm sure they'll be made. Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola. <laughs> Sponsored the pod. Just trying to protect the stranger. <laughs> I don't know why. <clears throat> um, great, great <clears throat> noises for the podcast. You're Sorry. welcome. Yeah, this is real bad. So in any case, Adam, uh, you want to tell us a, a little bit about uh, what you do, where you're from? Who we are. Who, who we I are. Am. Um, what, what uh, as a retailer, what is it that you do? Well, essentially, I've been helping to manage my family's liquor store for what, almost 10 years now. Okay. I think over two stores. Yeah. I'm, I met you at City Wine. Yeah. Same. Um, when we had City Wine at Spirits. Uh, and then now we have uh, just the original store, which is Fiesta Liquor in Mesa on Alma School and 8th Avenue, by the way. Still got that drive through. The drive through yeah, is cranking. Every time I drive by, I'm like, "Hey, oh, there's five cars in the drive through. No one can see me." <laughs> it's true. It's a uh, really uh, the most amazing thing to people watch at is the drive through at the liquor store because be you very see eclectic every group of people, every single human being possible and archetype. I've seen it roll through that drive through and it's pretty cool. Well, that's great to hear. It's really, like expanded my horizons on people watching. Now you said you hadn't heard the pod before you came in, which is great. But it's also great that you mentioned that because that means if you people watch quite a bit at the drive-thru, then the questions we have for you are going to yield some pretty fantastic answers. Rad. I'm ready for them. Now, that said, the first question is not about that. Okay. <laughs> Bobby. <laughs> Tag me in, Alex. But it's probably happened to a lot of people that have gone through that drive-thru. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully you heard that. If you didn't, well, you missed a great joke. Uh, I think we got it. Adam. Yes. As an adult man, have you ever shit your pants? Is it an if? It's always when, right? Like, I mean, it's a win. So it's like riding a motorcycle. That, At some point, you're going to lay it down. I'm sure people get tired of hearing this, but it's 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 part of the lore, and uh, you know you got to be consistent. So sure. um, that is actually the 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 thing you said right there is the reason this podcast exists. Was that dispute me and Bobby were in? Is uh, he was certain that he was in the majority of people who had had not, in fact, shit their pants as an adult. And I was like, you, sir, you, sir, mistaken. And then so we did a random street poll, and it turns out that I was correct, <laughs> for the most part. Um, and so, you know, we had been chit-chatting about podcast ideas and a little bit of this and that. And after a handful of real shabby startups, uh, we kind of finally got it rolling. So that's what brings us here. 
to is, talk uh, about shitting pants. Yeah, it's no, a it's very a, small portion. Okay. Now, as someone really is like an opening, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a little icebreaker. <laughs> yeah, a little icebreaker. Okay. Yeah, and uh, yeah, as someone who listens to a lot of shit-based podcasts personally, uh, this is not one of them. <laughs> <laughs> so, would you like to regale us of a time as an adult when you shit your pants? It's funny because it involved going to your house for a long time and drinking a lot. Oh, my house. Waiting a little bit, right? Okay. Getting chilling out, drinking some water, getting ready to go home, jump in the car, start driving. And I don't know if it's a full shit your pants situation, but before I was able to get into one of the gas stations that would just Mm -hmm. pepper my way, my (laughs) long 20 minute street drive home, or at the time, it's a bit shorter now, but um, made it into the bathroom right like if it was a finish line and the two racers are going to like break the ribbon. Okay. I was second place. I lost. So a little bit, you know, there was some evacuation before I was completely ready to go in the bathroom. Okay. So I guess that's the last. So like I maybe have your butt that. cheeks caught a turd before it got completely out of your butt. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I want to call that situation. I don't know if that counts. As I mean, what you're saying. Listen, but we we here at the pod, we're about positivity. Okay. So we think it counts. <laughs> <laughs> we're all about it here. Uh, no, I'm pretty sure it was a day of drinking lots and lots and lots of sour beer at your house listen oh, day drinking makes a sour belly and me sour beer i don't know there <laughs> may have been a dire wolf Ooh, dire wolf makes you back pants. in the day yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he there. won't admit that sour beer with all the fucking probiotics and the, the lactose and pedios won't do it but oh dire wolf will <laughs> oh dire wolf will make it <laughs> well, stout will do it but these sours that are made out of bacteria won't do anything I straight up know how uh, how much uh, random bacteria is in dire wolf and it's all <laughs> so it, uh, it's, yeah, it's just you a don't... petri dish of gonna shit your pants it truly... but it's really delicious <laughs> oh it's uh, world class beer is um, dire wolf a sour yeah, it's a oh, it's I thought it was a uh, I thought it was an imperial stout, like a barrel aged stout. No, it's a barrel aged sour. It's it's uh, close to an old Bruin, but it's wildly out of style. So <laughs> it is just what it is. Direwolf is direwolf. Delicious beer, and you know that it's a good one because every time I've had a chance to open one of those bottles, it always overflows on me. Oh yeah, that's every single time. Nice. Yeah. You, the, nice. When you're opening a sour and it doesn't overflow on you, I become concerned. Especially a wild fermented sour, yeah. like you want it to be like I, I I don't know that I've ever opened up a bottle of Cantillon that tasted good and didn't just like start trying to jump into my glass, you know what I mean? And uh, and again, you know, uh, as we improve bottle conditioning over time, like uh, the second phase of Dire Wolf we did was nowhere near as um, alive in the bottle as uh, the first. Now the first was quite challenging. I uh, you'd Back literally just have to, you'd literally just have to prep for like a near form pour. Uh, pour out and then for it to settle which it did pretty quickly but it was it was our first foray into bottle conditioning but yeah to get off track uh my I mean, move is over the sink mm. yeah, i do over, i do over the sink with a prepared glass and be like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i'll come back to that glass in about 20 minutes yeah well you know a good barrel aged sour is always best at room temperature <laughs> But none of us agree. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, sir. <laughs> Absolutely not. You know what? I prefer hot sour. I love a hot, hot sour. So, in any case, uh, I mean, I'll talk about me all day. And since it's my podcast, that's not always necessary. So, um, we do like to try. 
we're, we're trying a few things out. Um, little palate cleanser on the way into the other questions. Um, do you have a favorite dinosaur? That is a very, very important question, and I have not seen every single kind of dinosaur in a while. Okay. So I don't know what my absolute favorite eventually will be when I do see all of them. But Thoroughness. I'm just a okay. Big, big fan of just the raptor. Listen, classic Velociraptor. Who doesn't love a Velociraptor? I mean, we, we all grew up with that generation that grew up when Jurassic Park just came out when we were kids. Sure. Most raptors were pretty rad. Triceratops is pretty awesome, too. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I, those I, are the two. Yeah. Is, isn't Triceratops like the, the one they two. proved it never existed? Did it not exist? I don't know. I'll I just, fight I, that fucking scientist, though. You know, it's like with Pluto. I'm just, I don't know, it's still kind of a planet. I watched Land Before Time. Triceratops is a real. I don't know what you want from me. It's still real to me. <laughs> it's still real to me, man. Tree stars. Now, um, I appreciate your um, your thoughtfulness in, in, in recognizing that you have not seen every so, sort of dinosaur, so to pick a favorite would, uh, would not work. Now, um, personally, um, I can tell any time they use a real dinosaur in a movie, and uh, I'm kind of <laughs> proud of that. So, uh, <laughs> like a real live I don't, I don't dinosaur? Know, I, don't, I don't know all of them, but I can, I can tell with you 100% tell. accuracy when, they're, when, they're, when they're using a real dinosaur in a movie. They still got okay. them that they're using as, in movies? Uh, no, it's always, they never are. But it is always 100% accurate. <laughs> is this one real? No. It's a the big show real dinosaur. But uh, that, that, that's just for fun. Is got some pipe so, action going on? <laughs> laying some pipe. Ghosts. <laughs> Ghosts. Listen, it's, you know, that Deus Ex Machina. Um, but, hey, we got rid of the uh, the background noise that Bobby was clearly struggling with. Yep. Uh, I think we fixed it. You, you look like you get pretty frustrated for a second, so that I'm glad that it's gone. I, dude, I got to say, I didn't even listen to his shit story, which is really disappointing because I was just <laughs> focusing on audio. And oh. I think I heard you shit on the way to the toilet and hit the toilet. I don't know. I missed it. He, he uh, did her turd hit seat. It, it was a as Alex so eloquently described, like something escaped, but my cheeks caught it as I was sitting down. <laughs> on it. As I was like, trying to sit down, so that is the closest I can get to giving you I shit my pants story. But you came in so confidently, like yes, not obviously. not if, but when, and I'd give you a six out of ten on that. Perfect. Not not on quality, on actually of shitting your pants, right? Like, sure. Like, we can't take it away. We we can't blame you for having the fastest cheeks in the West. Listen, man. But it I grew still up counts. His clench game, Quick though. Drop. Clench game. Quick drop. <laughs> <laughs> when you're out here hydrating, go oh, long. Bun slinger. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's ridiculous. <laughs> I'm gunslinger. I got caught with a gun at TSA. He's old uh, bunslinger. <laughs> Yeah, watch out for that guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we did. The audience can decide which one we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I mean, well, did anyone ever uh, from your work listen to your old uh, gunslinger story? And I haven't get any feedback from the the, the last episode. Uh, I haven't been hit up about it. I texted a few people about it uh, about just the podcast, not really like what's going on. Like, you want to hear some shit? Uh, Literally, listen to my podcast, and I just think people don't give a fuck, so I doubt anybody listened. Tight. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, oh, yeah, I'll listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Bobby, I can't wait to listen to your shitty podcast in your basement. And then he leaves forever, and he's like, God, I fucking over that guy. Jesus. And it's cool, because it actually is in a basement, which I have not been in a basement in Arizona before this moment. So You know, I will say, so cool. in these old downtown Mesa homes, um, they build the basements 
in in a lot of these houses because it's significantly cooler underground. Oh yeah. Than above ground, and it is it is not much cooler down here. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, <laughs> You're not wrong. Well, that's the idea, anyways. <laughs> in practice, though, it doesn't really work out that way. It's like the idea, like, oh, we should have a water balloon fight to cool off, and then you get a water balloon chucked at you that's like two pounds and doesn't break. <laughs> so you just got a a bag of liquid just hits you at two pounds. And or is happens. any Arizonan when you jump into a pool on a hot day and it's just like soup, and you're like, oh, none of this is refreshing. I'm just yeah. in a bath. You have to hit it at like six in the morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hopefully, or you got an aerator. Pool. Go out there at midnight. It's still ninety-five degrees. <laughs> I wish, I wish there was. I mean, I guess I, instead of saying I wish, I'm certain there is probably a way to keep pool like temperature control, obviously. But like, you know, it's pretty common to have pool heaters in colder climates. But there's no like pool glycol, pool chiller commonality, at least to my knowledge. I've definitely in Phoenix. spent a couple hundred bucks on ice blocks. Mm-hmm. Doing like pool, and that was pretty tight. Uh, but it's not that it's not that great. Like you yeah. notice it when you're near the ice blocks that it's cooler, but like it didn't chill my pool. It's like getting a cup of water. Last? Maybe like twenty minutes, and then they're gone. And then they're gone, and the pool is just feels the same. I mean, yeah. it's like throwing two ice cubes in a sixteen ounce glass of water and hoping that it cools it down, right? Yeah, it's just it, all you do is get it, it's. It's almost like the memory of something cold is there. <laughs> it's like the uh, idea of something cold. Was the I'm dreaming of something better. Well, now as an adult, I just drink cold beer in a warm pool. I mean, that Fair. is. I mean, listen, that's what that's what we do. Yeah. It's a good time. Um, so we we've got quite a few questions. Um, Alex is really good at this next question, purely based off the uh, impersonation. Um, is it about peeing your pants? Because we already talked about it. No. I'm trying to guess. Well, well, uh, like I said, this isn't generally a piss and shit podcast. This yeah, is okay. this is more about the industry uh, that we all find ourselves in, Fair. and uh, usually uh, we're talking shit about our um, our coworkers and our customers. <laughs> oh, sure, I can. Yep. Yeah, easily. Okay. Uh, we picked we you for here. a reason. Yeah. <laughs> now. Um, I don't know where Bobby is in this. I think I know where he's at. However, um, can you see me update that? Yeah, I'm typing oh. the secrets on our shared yeah, note page. I, yeah, I can see it. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so uh, you already told us um, what you guys do for a living. Now, I usually do a little bit of an Arnold here, you know. Um, so, in in getting to know you, uh, who is your daddy and what does he do? It's my favorite uh, so, part of the podcast. That's the only reason I keep so, doing this. And, and, and usually, um, it's not terribly relevant to the question because most of us that are like bartenders, like, are seeking like broken home parent approval and stuff like that. Um, but you culturally come from a very tight knit family um, kind of culture, and then secondly, you're in a family business. Yeah. Well, so the, one one of the biggest so, like, reasons yeah. I wanted to bring this up because I did listen to you on um, two guys' separate rooms. Yeah, the separate room. Uh, separate room podcast. Yeah. Jesus fuck. That was fun. Um, and heard a story about your dad, and I was like, "That's fucking rad." Dad's a pretty rad guy. So I've seen a lot. I'd love to hear a little bit more about your your pops. Um, well, he immigrated to the United States from Lebanon when he was like eighteen years old. Um, his second language in high school, and I guess in the old country, was English instead of French. Everyone always took French, mm-hmm. but he decided I'm just going to take English, right? 
So he took English and then he was 18 years old and I guess he had some adventurous spirit and was like, I'm just going to move across the world. And he ended All up right. in, uh, in California and he had some good times there. He started out as a teller in a bank. He worked in a gas station. He did all these kind of cool things. Then he ended up as a VP at the bank he was at. Then we He was a teller and went to VP? Yeah, night school. Holy shit. Pretty interesting guy. He was a he was going right. to be um his goal actually was to be an English literature uh professor. Yep. It's like he wanted to teach in schools, but life didn't work out that way for him. And he ended up being a VP in a bank and kind of predicted some bad times that were everyone remembers from like the early 90s in that industry in California and oh yeah so we ended up in Arizona and he decided to open up his own business because he didn't want to work for anyone again Kelly and he uh, he bought a liquor store called Max Market in Tempe and I can't remember the crosseries right now and he had it for a couple years sold it did some other things and then we ended up getting uh, Fiesta liquor which is the one we have for more than 20 years now and yeah he's just been working that thing ever since and i kind of grew up in that store and kind of learned as much as i could from him and keep learning things every day i watched him negotiate with a landlord today like a boss oh like he kept coming at him with all these things like listen man we know who's the draw to this complex don't yeah don't give me this kind of yeah. stuff. it was it was really cool to watch so well, so, and then when you guys opened up City Wine and Spirits, you had taken over that. Yeah, that so he okay. hung around with us for about, uh, me and my sister, it was before she mm -hmm. had her kids, so she was still working, and uh, he kind of stuck around with us for about six months, yeah. and then he's like, I got to go back to run my store, and so it was left to us to kind of figure everything out. He would take care of, like, the I big things, store. the accounting things, you know, all the big paperwork he would kind of still take care of, but... The everyday things was left kind of to us and then and that's you and your sister right yeah yeah my sister Rena. um and now we don't have that store anymore but we just dad always wanted to open up another one afterward and i'm like listen man you're getting old this is a chore enough as it is we're fine we don't need another place yeah rather just put all of our focus and all of our attention into one thing Kelly. and make it as efficient as we can so that's no. kind of like where we are right now and that's awesome and i mean um i forgive me if i'm wrong i think that when we had discussed it you had gone away from city wine and spirits over like landlord issues yeah. and tenant disputes and yeah the, it, it's it's hard to it's hard to build a business as um iconic as fiesta liquor which it is especially in mesa yeah. um when you're you're having those kind of troubles it just wasn't worth it anymore. Like the store was doing fantastic and I kind of cut my teeth there and did all these cool things. But like halfway through it, we got like a different like agency that runs the complex or parts of the complex or oh, whatever. Geez, yeah. And they were, we went from having like a kind of responsive, like conversation back and forth with right. the people we got, we're releasing the building from to just a absolute nightmare. And we decided that do we want to re-up our next five-year option or do we just say hey it was fun and we learned a lot of lessons and made some money and for sure just move on so yeah and uh i fucking love city wine spirits that place was always awesome it was always rocking it was fucking bitching as shit in a place that didn't have anything and this is you know 
A, why I'm glad to have different kind of people in the industry around because this brings up something that I think a lot of people don't understand about like your favorite place or like a lot of businesses, which is that most property isn't owned by business owners. And then what you're dealing with is usually a landlord. And those landlords <clears throat> can determine how your business operates and all sorts of other things. Like it's like literally like any other situation, some landlords are awesome, some aren't. And then what's further frustrating is anyone who like rents a property from an agency that runs it through like cold corporate like automation, sometimes massive properties like Adam just described are handled like that. And it's like, well, you know, X, Y, Z equals X. And it's like, that's just not how business works, especially when you're, you know, in startups and family owned stuff. And like, I've, I've watched for two decades in the city is a lot of bad relationships like that or, or people acting in bad faith tend to take these really cool businesses and, and really make them not even desire to stay open anymore. And in a great example of that, just to finish this off real quick and get back on track is, um, you know, and, and I benefit from it, you know, our Flagstaff location in Williams is an iconic Flagstaff restaurant. It was Buster's for 15 years, great steakhouse, but you know, between landlord stuff and the price, uh, increase, um, and I don't, you know, I, I, I don't know, uh, what their, their landlord issues were or how bad they might've been, but I also know that with the, the minimum wage increase that that became like massively a problem, uh, and they just bounce out. And there's, that, that happens a lot because again, he didn't own that property. He had no way to leverage back and instead he's relying on someone and it may or may not even live in town. Right. So, um, that is something that happens behind the scenes a lot. Uh, it's an industry secret. <laughs> He said the name, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I just wanted to mention that real quick while well, we had a very good anecdote on the table. So you got to make sure that contract of yours is square and everything's completely open and you understand every little part of every single option you have, what the rating increases are. And a lot of times, like when you're, when you're just trying to get things going, you, you forget to think of five, 10 years in the future and what that might look like as far as like, what if we really do get this oven cranking in, you know, that amount of time and, and again, like, um, Fiesta's so much locked in with the, the area of town, what it provides as a service. And then you guys, uh, always have, even at Citywide, do a great job of margin control to maximize volume. Yes. That's better, the key. better than almost any business I've seen in this city. <laughs> like it is wild how good you guys are at it. And, and for that, I mean, you guys have a busy drive through and a great business. So that's, uh, it's awesome to see. But, uh, yeah, you guys do really good with that margin control. It's, it's wild. wild. It's a good business. It is. Well, you dude, I, well. one of the reasons I shopped at City Wine and Spirit so fucking consistently was like, if I just walked in as a consumer and bought something I was looking for, I was generally getting it at the best price anywhere. And then I could also have a half an hour conversation without him. Yeah. That's, <laughs> it was, uh, it was totally a bonus. I remember, uh, when I was in way East Mesa, like Guadalupe and Haas, it was like, Literally uh, nothing out there, liquor store wise. Wait, you you live on Guadalupe Haas? Guadalupe Haas, like just down the street from Poor, but this was before Poor was. Were a you thing. on? Oh, yeah. Were you on prison work release? Um, <laughs> no, I was in like the ghetto. I had like I made like twelve dollars a okay. day on prison weight. <laughs> yeah, no, um, I mean, no. Yeah, it was just it, we just found a house there. We liked the house, and then didn't realize that we looked in the neighborhood. There just wasn't like a lot of opportunity of like. Good bars, good liquor stores, good restaurants. It was oh, just like a, a, a developed, but like 
still up and coming. Like, there still need to be more things out there. I mean, it's still, I mean, this whole side of the East still needs a little love in those kind of areas, too. Yeah, like, East East Mesa needs needs some things. But th- things are coming. Um, but I will say I'm that. I'm going to come. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, my God. I'm so taken off guard. <laughs> Just bear with us while we laugh through this. <laughs> I did not mean to hit you that okay. off guard. <laughs> well, uh... <laughs> Jesus. Damn it. All right. All right, let's go. <laughs> Take two. Tiger face. Oh, lemon face. Right. Mm. There just wasn't. It just wasn't like a good a way to receive. It was your that place. Your laughing. your uh, city wine spirits was the only good liquor store. Like you could get some beers at the gas station. There's like like convenience marts that are just fucking ghetto and just coated beer that just is all trash. No good spirits. No good selection. Not good pricing. Like and then Do I you met like you. Your wine in a jug. Like like and then yeah. I met you and then you told me about your shop and I was like, oh that's that's like two miles from my house i'll go swing by and like a killer growler station phenomenal package like cold storage shelf storage um dope wine uh great spirit selection i don't know if you guys had cigars or not but i wasn't even no no we didn't actually have any tobacco in that place yeah Uh, yeah oh i guess you didn't i never thought about it like that because I indefinitely like servicing tobacco brings a whole different kind of like clientele in through day to day. That's true. Not that I have anything, honestly, and I would say it if I did. Uh, I don't have anything to say about smoker clientele. In some places, it can be like really lucrative. Like people pop in for uh, their smokes regularly and then they generally make additional purchases. Or it can attract the kind of people that are trying to buy a pack of cigarettes for their socks. So, you know, you never know. <laughs> but um, I'm not going to guess about these crazy customer interactions anymore. Because we're going to talk to Adam about it. There we go. Um, So we normally, you know, we we talk to a lot of, like, the industry people that are in bars and restaurants. We have these crazy kickout stories and all these things. Um, Just, like, weird customer interactions. So, of course, we always like to hear. uh, I'm sure you've got a plethora to talk about. Yeah, there's a lot Um, of interesting stories. Because just going to liquor stores, bars, restaurants, all these things, and just seeing these crazy, I can't, it's hard to even call them human beings sometimes. Um, sometimes, and this is the one time I'm never going to have to explain it. Sometimes NPCs. Yeah. Oh yeah. NPCs. I was at uh, King's Convenience earlier oh. today. King's Beer and Wine or whatever. Go they off. got like three different names. King. Um, I was talking to Sarah, the owner. I just got done talking to Alec, the kind of the the manager over there, and moved over to the the bar side and was talking with Sarah, one of the owners. And as we're just having a regular conversation, somewhat like this. Uh, I, I literally like was spooked. Like I like jumped, and this guy's like, <laughs> "So you when you talk about those things, you're good, right?" I'm like, "Oh shit!" And I turn. Around, this dude is just. There's only the. Uh, that's the only customer in their place at the time, and I turn around and I'm like, "Oh," uh, and I look at Sarah like she understood what he said because I didn't. I was like, "Maybe that was me," and then she just kind of looks at me and looks back at him, smiles like, "Yep." And he goes, so you know when you're there and the things are, and then we're really good, and that's it. <laughs> right? Am I, you know, am I right? <laughs> am I right? You're, and, uh, and she goes, uh-huh, yeah. And I go, oh, 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 this is what we're doing. She has seen this guy before and knows. Knows how Smile and wave. Yep. You go, uh-huh, yep, yeah. cool. He walks Ooh. away. <laughs> he walks away. We have her 
continue our conversation, and then all of a sudden, well, with the Rampart revision is going in the dumpster, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, dude, yeah, dude, absolutely, you are right, dude. I, 100%, yeah. I would high-five you if I didn't, wasn't afraid of your hands. Uh, <laughs> you don't know yes. where your hands have been. Yeah, so, uh, with me just interjecting and answering the question <laughs> I asked you to answer, uh, let's hear some weird stories. Um, well, the past year and so, I guess, since the global pod Amidala started. Yeah, I imagine things have gotten more interesting. Oh, much more. And um, <laughs> so there's one specific story that I remember like pretty vividly over the past year. And it was uh, these two guys came in. looks like they were out of town and they were dressed up as cowboys, but they really weren't. Rootin' tootin'. Oh, okay. But so they, they weren't cowboys, but they were, were dressed were, like them. Were they white yes okay so we have <laughs> yes we have white cowboys that Two. are in fact not cowboys. identifiably ocular pat down not cowboys <laughs> yes yes i, I, I know this now because my brother-in-law is an actual cowboy yeah i was gonna say you definitely know yes, like a rodeo mm-hmm. champion cowboy guy so now i can pick them i can pick them out i can pick the fake ones and, out he, and he's a little he's a little uh little bit of low-key too because when he's just in normal clothes you're like, okay, but then like he puts on a pair of Wranglers and a hat, and you're like, oh, okay, yeah. that's Cowboy. <laughs> For, For sure. Adam Especially sees these guys like, those boots are like the fucking sketchers of boots, yeah. dog. <laughs> um. Well, it was it was mostly like how they acted. Like, I, I can tell how, like, I, but anyway, so they come in, and it was in the middle of the, like, the mask mandate. Several different ways. The city, the county had it all. Like, so, you know, you had to wear a mask when you came in the store, and it wasn't like optional like we're doing it now. It's like no, you can't you can't yeah, because, buy anything here if you're not wearing yeah, it. Yeah, my yeah. license is on the line. Yeah, yeah the city so. can come in and shut me down. Exactly. No one gave a shit, by the way. Oh, anyway. obviously. <laughs> like, um, I don't obviously care about your license. Yeah. We're no. trying to get some fucking yeah. Budweisers. Yeah. So they, they come in and I'm like, excuse me guys, you uh, wear masks while you're in here or we can't serve you. And the first thing out of their mouths was uh sad to see communism taking root here in Arizona and I'm like, Oh <laughs> fuck me, man. <laughs> well, I thought they Oh, <laughs> uh, and so that's how the conversation started. Ooh, and that's, then, that, that, so that's the icebreaker. Yeah, that was the icebreaker. Calling right you communists, and then it's like, cool, dude. I don't know if you understand. Like, this is a business. We're make. We're not. Yeah, this is not. You a know, communism. Business. All those businesses yeah, they let operate by themselves. <laughs> <laughs> so, Classic communism. Um, and then he starts like kind of not screaming, but not talking in normal way. Like kind of in that in between, where it's like oh my aggressive. my normal tone yeah like you yes. okay yeah, but, yeah, yeah but not friendly yeah like not Alex friendly. And, and not his default like he's now intentionally bringing yes. some heat okay yes okay, okay and he's like I'm looking for scotch man I just want a couple balls of scotch and I'm like listen dude I can't serve you without your masks on in here back and forth this is communism this isn't real and I'm like listen man it's real I've I know vividly how real this shit is and. So I uh, said, so okay, how am I going to handle these guys? Because I still want to sell them the scotch. So, because obviously I'm not a communist, well, right? I want to make the money from them. Well, you're liquor Bezos. Yes, yeah. of course. <laughs> so I'm like, hey guys, don't worry about the rest of this shit out here. I kind of like, hey man, come here. Go around back and I'll take care of you. You don't have to worry about a mask or anything, right? And like, so I just sent them outside to the window. <laughs> to the drive-thru. Where no one has to wear a mask anyway. <laughs> And they like, this guy And they were like, up. oh, 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 okay, miss. Yeah. 
And then they just walked outside. <laughs> I tricked them to go outside by telling them, like, I am now making believe that I am on your side. That's the way you to handle are, it, though. You are an idiot human. I'm going to trick you. Dude, it's, uh, that so. is by far the way to handle uh, dumb motherfuckers, right? Yes. Like, you can't argue with them. You can't compete with them. You have to trick them. You have and to trick them into to doing be what you want. Easier than you think. But well, it's because dumb people think in binary <laughs> options. It's like either this or no, either this or yes. It's like, no, I don't like that, but I also don't like the other thing you're talking about either. Like, whether that's politics or car preference, a, a lot of dumb people, half of people, um, or at least half of them. It's scary. Um, they they only think in binary. Like it's 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 black or white. It's you know. So it, you can't have a, a nuanced conversation with someone who the moment you disagree with them, you're their enemy. There's or, no rationalizing. Yeah. So you 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 turn them around and go, hey buddy, I'm on your side. Yeah. You open up that wall. Yeah, I'll hey, get buddy, you the fuck you hey, want. Buddy, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna do this outside. Hey, I don't give a fuck. Like, go around back yeah. and I'll take care of you. Don't even worry. This about deal this doesn't guy. have right. to be done. At my register inside. I'll take a $100 bill out of your pocket in my parking lot. Sure. I don't give a fuck. So give me your money. You're an idiot. But Around just get out of my store. <laughs> yeah, I got them out of the store. <laughs> I stopped them arguing with me. And they went around to the window when there were no cars there. And I'm like, what do you want? And they're like, we want scotch. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> scotch, brother. Help, you have to help me. Like, what What kind of scotch do you want? Clan McGregor. Oh, my God. If it was Clan McGregor, I would have just closed the window. Yeah, like, they, sell that at, they, they sell that at Walmart. Goodbye. How's so. <laughs> um, they actually wanted. They ended up buying like three bottles of like Glen Levitt. Oh, I think I remember you yeah, texting me about this yeah. in, the, in, in group chat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they bought that three while, bottles while, of yeah, yeah. some pretty nice scotch, and then they took off. And they're like, about to do so cowboy shit. So they came in thinking that they won. Yeah, like, I won. So, but like, I don't, I don't know. This like it's full of like little stories like this that I can't remember every single one of them because there's been so many times. I've had to talk to people about, hey, can you please wear a mask when you come in the store? And then hearing every single <laughs> nonsense coming back at it. It, it was uh, So that was a, a time I was working at Chupacabra. And this dude walks in, and the front door to the bar, first bar seat is like four and a half steps. Like So by the time I see someone walking without a mask, I'm wearing a mask. I didn't want to wear the mask, but I wear the fucking mask. Yeah. There's a lot of people out there I don't want to wear it, and they do fucking, guess what? You got to do it at that time to get the thing you want, right? Like... I don't want to open my wallet and give you the money, but I want the thing, and that's the requirement to get the thing. So, dude walks in, sits down at the bar, and, like, don't even have the opportunity, and I know I'm not even going to fight this guy now because he's already going to get to the bar. He's going to sit down. He's going to have some beers. He's going to shut the fuck. I'm going to bullshit with him. I'm going to make him my friend. Yeah. Um, And he keeps taking, like, one step away from his bar seat to look at the shirts that are on the rack, which all he's got to do is turn his head to the right. He doesn't have to stand up, but he takes one step and turns and I... I go, yo, dog, uh, if you're going to keep getting up, you got to put the mask on. And before he could even talk, I go, I don't want to do this shit either, dude. Uh, like, <laughs> you and me, we're the same. Like, fuck this shit, right, dog? Yeah, whatever power thing we need to do. Yeah. Do we need to do nux? Do we need to do this weird arm thing? Like, I don't give a fuck what you want to hear right now. Um, but I had to say that. I had to just jump in before he can be like, communism, yeah. my rights. Uh, it was just... Hey, dude, uh, fuck all this shit, right? Yeah, yeah, fuck all this shit. <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. Now sit the fuck down and just turn <laughs> your head to the right. Uh, and you could drink your fucking beer and look at the t-shirts. And look at the shirts. Like, it's going to be a great time. I'll even sell you the shirts for $20, dude, because that's how much we sell them for. <laughs> uh, he doesn't know that, but I go, dude, if you just sit down, you're, you're cool, dog. Like, I'll get you them for I 20 know, I can tell. I'll get them for 20 What's 
and what's wild and not 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 to derail too far, but most of this podcast is uh, getting off on tangents is for me, like with the mandate being like the ability to lose my license, like actual consequences coming down from places of authority. Uh, I put quotes up just so because you can totally see that, um, aka not a fan of the government. But like this is the generation of people that told us to follow rules blindly in school, to do what we're told, not argue back with cops. Like literally, just like the rule following generation, the the the, the boomer class constantly just like and Gen Z too, like follow the rules, follow the rules, follow the rules, and then like it's us, their fucking children that are like, listen, man, these are the fucking Wait, they're rules. They're having sex with children. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Jesus. Uh, for legal purposes, he's joking. Uh, <laughs> yes, for legal purposes. Yeah, come at me, whoever you are. No, no, no. Uh, you can take a hundred percent of our profits. Um, <laughs> Jesus. But it, yeah, it becomes this whole thing where it's like we're told to follow the rules for generations, and then now it's literally our parents' age people that are like, "This is communism." Well, first of all, you made me learn about communism in school. This isn't it. Secondly, you said to follow the rules when there are consequences to your actions. You know, I was constantly raised to be like, well, if you, you know, you don't follow the rules and there are consequences to your action. And literally the same fucking people that raised me, Uncle Lucky, uh, <laughs> can't fucking figure it out. And just like, dude, like in, in, in reality, I don't want to wear a fucking mask. I do sometimes when I don't want to be fucked with or talked to or whatever. And I'm glad that it's an option. But like sometimes breathing through a mask isn't the nicest thing in the world. And sometimes it just fucking sucks. But hey, you know what? If it's literally going to make all of this go easier, if we're all going to just be a little easier here and the government can't just swoop in and shut us down because someone was like spying on us, like while we broke the rules, then let's just all get through it, right? It Give me my three fucking bottles of scotch real fast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, and that's where I want to get back to that hoop. Yeah. And uh, I just want to get back to that. So you, um, these guys come in <laughs> for whatever reason, they decide to start coming down on you. Uh, making wild claims, um, you then finesse them into dropping significant money on scotch. Now listen, are you on Masterclass? <laughs> <laughs> you should start... Oh my God. I actually, you know, this this was a joke at first, but I actually, I like this idea a lot. Um, <laughs> you, I mean, in, in, in Adam Ray Hall, straight up could, uh, a Masterclass in like, bro, please stop trying to hand me money out of your boob. Oh, uh, bro, uh. bro, please quit trying to do meth in my store. Um, not that he's told me either people... of those things have happened, but uh, I, I've been in enough stores uh, that sell liquor <laughs> to know that uh, just people that want liquor aren't all chill. <laughs> this no. is a good question. What's the most amount of coins you've been given to be paid for something like? Well, I can probably is like a bucks. Twenty five dollars in coins. Yeah, oh, like mostly quarters. So, some. How about half of it was in quarters, oh. and the rest of it was nickels and dimes and pennies of silver. Oh my god! Oh, that's and someone wanted to buy a bottle of vodka, like a fifth oh. of vodka, and is like, he comes through the, um, the drive-through, drive-through. What? And, yeah, he comes through the drive-through, and he looks at me, and he's like, "Man, I'm sorry, but this is what's gonna happen." <laughs> at right least he's now. remorseful. And I'm like, you know what? Let's just get through this together real quick. And the fact that you said <laughs> right? the fact that you started with is, I need this thing, and this sucks. I'm in a bad place. I already feel bad that I'm doing this, but I need this alcohol. Like the he knew, the he knew what he awesome. needed. So and yeah, he was and apologetic then about it. He gave me a, I think it was like 25, 26 bucks, something like that after the taxes or whatever came up. And yeah, he just gave me a, he's like, I know you got to count it, man. I hope no cars come behind me. I'm sorry. 
this is it. This I'm sorry. This it's is a good what guy I got in need. Right yeah. So he's like, he wasn't a dick about it. There have been people that have come and like say, hey, uh, this is your total, blah blah, at the drive through, and then they're like, just throw coins. Oh yeah. Like they like just like here you go, and they just like ruffle through their pockets or their car and like give me ten bucks in coins to pay for whatever they're buying, and those people are fucking assholes. But this guy was like, hey, yeah, hey man. I know this isn't ideal, but I want that thing. <laughs> See, it's a genuine. And this like, is money I have to give you. enough human being to do something along those lines. No, I, I, like... I 100% agree. I mean, you know, one of the things about retail in specific, and, and you asked earlier to clarify that, maybe I should because not everyone understands what that term means, but retail is generally, if you're exchanging uh, commerce at a register, you're involved in retail. Pretty much, yeah. Pretty yeah. much. Yeah. You're going into a store and you're... You're engaging in commerce. In a transaction with a business. You have a transaction. There's generally a person on the other end of that, right? And so... So um, speaking of this store, I've been in it. Um, <laughs> time or two. Your, uh, <laughs> your, your fridges, you got the full, the full walk-in behind them, right? Like, you don't, you don't stock your beer fridge by the front. You stock it in the oh, back. Oh, no, no. Uh, we have... Uh, yeah, so both of the coolers... Um, in the store right now are just walk-ins. Yeah, you stock them from the back. So anybody who's been to a liquor store, grocery store, whatever it is, where you could, you know, like say you're at you're at Fry's and you go to uh, the milk section, you're grabbing your milk, you don't tend to look past that and see what's going on behind the scenes, right? Um, I mean, I do, but because I'm weird. <laughs> That's some weird shit. Well, I've been uh, in. Well, I've been in a bunch of walk-ins in yeah. my wa- job, so I know people are back there working these the time. So I'm like. It's kind of a, yeah, it's like an Peeking back there, yeah. like, I know you're back there. Um, you ever done some shady shit back there? Oh, yeah. Um, I've been, I fucked with customers That's when I was younger. <laughs> like, so, like, I, I, w- I grew up in, like, in Fiesta from when I was a kid. Like, my summers were like, okay, no school now. You're coming to work with us, man. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, oh okay, I know that. cool. So, I would go to work, and uh, most of the time, I'd be sitting in the corner with a book or something, because... There was no tablets yet or anything like that. Yeah. So I was like, uh, I'll just read this uh, whatever book that I got at the Scholastic Fair at school, right? Yeah. The Aging of Cuddy Sark. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, Dad was like, okay, you've been sitting around for long enough. Go stock. So I'd go into the beer cooler. or And at that time, the store wasn't the size it is now. It was half the size. So we just had the one cool in the corner. Mm-hmm. But it was like five or six doors and then... So I'd be in there stocking and doing all these things and customers would come up, open the door to grab things while I'm working back there. And I used to like make little noises at them. Oh, I was hoping you just grabbed their hand. I never <laughs> grabbed their hand. I kind of was like, I, I moved bottles next to their hand or something like that to startle them. Or I'd go like, woo, like right when they're like going to grab the bottle or it's like, oh, a Miller Lite man. All right. Like it's like, <laughs> silent, it's like, like quiet judging. <laughs> Is that a child's voice? <laughs> oh, yeah, say nights. King Cobra, shit. Okay. It's nine, man. What are you doing? <laughs> you can imagine just like having to evaluate your life after you just grabbed a cooler and you just heard like a, a young voice be it's like, like prepubescent. It's 9 like, a.m. It's 9 a.m., man. <laughs> Do you and think you really when, need that? And that's when God told me to quit drinking. Yeah. Like, and this is rock bottom. <laughs> oh, and then um, they're wonderful places to hide from people. I was going to ask, I mean, how many beers do you think you drank back there? In the coolers, I... When it's we such had the a good hiding station, spot. When we had the growler station, I used to like take little samples of the new things. Oh, beer shots. Up. But Ooh. no way, man. Like, I knew what would happen to me if I... Oh, really? Oof. 
no way. Like, oh. not even a risk. Not with my mom and dad. Oh, I see. I would have been... Ooh, no, yeah. no, no, no. See, at any business I've worked at where there's beer on tap, we do beer <coughs> once, right? Sure. You do a little safety meeting. You get the crew together. You hide behind the little pillar, that the only pillar that's there. And There's, there's like pillar. six of us all <laughs> hiding behind this one pillar, hoping that customers can't see us. They can fucking see us. It's like a line. We're just lying to ourselves. They're just like right to your there's left staring at you. There's four people that can't see us. There's a guy waiting for his refill. And he's like, what the fuck are they all doing over there? Well, you're yeah. generally just hiding from the customer making the most eye contact anyways. Yeah, and it's the most <laughs> awkward because like all this staff was around and now they're just like huddled around <laughs> this one corner. What? And, uh, oh, I'm, they must be having a team meeting. And we're at the place where the only place you can get beer at is so that people tend to look that way. And we're just like, oh, quick safety meeting, guys. Everybody just, uh, if you get tie your shoes, you're safer. Uh, <laughs> and then we take a, sh- a four-ounce shot of beer and we do that every like, 30 minutes, 20 minutes, 10 minutes. Depends on the day. Um, but no shotguns in the back. No no beer no, chugs. No, no, no. no nothing. No. Like we're, uh, I guess because it's retail and not an on-premise situation. If a DLLC guy comes in or something happens and they just see that there's been consumption on site when you're not supposed to have open containers and all this kind of stuff, it's, first of all, it's just a big, big risk. And then I got, I got beat. Like well, what about a, like a, a a broken vessel, right? Like, because I've gone to enough stores where, like, hey, this is a, a broken can or whatever it is. Like, uh, we need a, an exchange or whatever it was. And now, if the can is just cracked open, <laughs> that seems like it's just a consumed oh, beverage. Look in your hands, right? but it's, a, it's a got, it got my. Hands, if there right? happens to be a hole somewhere in that can <laughs> and the seal is cracked, where you could shotgun that beer. There was a hole, and then you just opened it up to pour the rest out. I feel like I fixed the situation. Maybe you have. I don't know. I've, it's never something that's come Mondays up. is your call day. I'll see you on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> let's yeah, let's get a case commitment yeah, before we've we got, get off yeah, this podcast. We've got a new uh, a new beer coming. <laughs> I can't wait for you to taste it. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, ice cold beer in, in a fucking beer fridge, shotgun, sixteen ounce. Not that. Did fun. you just say ice cold? Not that fun. <laughs> Because that's a single word. <laughs> so, this Nickelodeon I, slime. I don't know. I just uh, <laughs> I have something slime. here. So uh, no, before we before we continue on, because we're about to pivot into to, to a new topic, uh, I brought some drinks today. Let's I'm drink. fairly certain. Um, so Adam <laughs> knows like Adam is like the least impressed person in this industry. He has access to everything that we that we're nerds about. He generally gets them on allocation and all the other fun stuff, but. I was just at a um, cocktail uh, innovation um, thing over at Southern where, uh, at their bar where you just do like R&D and stuff like that. And I was introduced to quite a delightful drink. And I brought some for you today. Now, I didn't know there were going to be four of us, so I only brought three. Well, Andy Rich uh, however, doesn't count. I we'll don't get one as a podcast and then he counts all of it. Yeah, we'll get we'll get some of this for uh, Andy's next episode. Oh, this but is that long drink. This is long drink. Now, if you're not familiar with long drink, uh, while you guys read the story, I'm literally about to recite from memory. Is this thing actually from uh, Finland? Yes, yes, it is. Okay. So the Finnish, when they were hosting the Olympics uh, sometime in the oh, '80s, um, they weren't certain on how to service a bunch of drunk Americans and uh, other people from the world with alcohol. With alcohol, um, they they're. Their society isn't set up like the rest of us. Um, you know, they're just generally simple, outdoorsy, like nature-like people. And not to, you know, uh, I'm probably 
wildly inaccurate with that. But in any case, especially back in, again, I think it's the 80s, or maybe I'm saying it wrong here. We ain't uh, got any Finnish oh, listening. 52. Uh, so in the 50s, uh, Finland hosted, hosted the Olympics. And because of the Olympics, they wanted to figure out how to be able to serve people liquor fast and quick. And so they created this drink. It's basically the first canned cocktail, as far as I can tell. Someone's going to tell me I'm wrong. They Come for me in the comments, six company. people listening. Um, either way, this is, a, this, is a, this, is an, this is an old-ass canned cocktail. And, and uh, I don't know. You guys have been reading the, the description and stuff like that. But have you, have you actually read what's in here? I've because, not read because you just handed it to me. Gin. Well, you're not on mic, so don't yell it. Gin <laughs> and with natural grapefruit and juniper berry flavors. That's correct. The first canned cocktail out of Finland is gin and juice. <gasps> Snoop Doggy Dog? Oh, my goodness. So, okay. uh, also, this shit fucking kicks. Ooh, fuck, that's good. Mm-hmm. Ooh, fuck, that's good. It's so fucking good, right? Eight and a half percent. Uh, this is the strong one. The normal one's five point five, but I brought uh, you know I came hot. I came hot for the boys. LD long dick. Probably better. Oh, way to long say drink. That. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, a better way to say that is before I stop getting everyone all horny. He's gonna all, come. All, yeah, I'm gonna come. Get everyone all horned up. We need to get a drop of that. We need to get a drop of that. Where the, where, where the fuck Andy's is Remy? This is this is the part of the podcast where we bring up Remy just to uh, lure him in for free work. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's not free. Beer's hurry not, up, Remy. We're free. waiting on you. Well, I mean, I just I say it like that. So uh, I mean, when I come down from it, I'm like, I'm like, hey, we are hooking you up though. Uh, it sounds better. So uh, now that I've introduced us to some long drink, a delightful LD. little little cocktail um, that we're down definitely featuring over at the old uh, downtown Twelve West. So come get you some. Oh, you get that there. We uh, we just brought it's it. In. Yeah, I like it. Well, yeah. Well, it was it was hilarious because when we were over at the southern thing, they're like, yeah. Normally in these R and D days, we're not like you know uh, end up selling long drink to accounts, but here we are. <laughs> <laughs> but we you know we made a bunch of killer. Ch- Chuck actually just real quick uh, one more thing on this. Chuck used this as a base for a cocktail. You know, it's probably like, with bomb.com. orgeat and Jaeger cold brew, and it was fucking amazing. Ugh, and Jaeger. I know that you don't believe me, but it was oh, Jaeger. <laughs> I hate Jaeger with passion. I hate Jaeger cold brew even more. Uh, That cocktail fucked. I believe Chuck can do some Yeah, Chuck's an incredible bartender for sure. I could tell Chuck a list of 10 things I don't like and he could figure out a way to make them good. Yeah, he's uh, he's pretty red like that. Malort? Dude, Malort's actually not that bad. Uh, (sighs) I will drink Malort over over, uh, Jaeger any fucking day. Uh, Any day. 10 times out of 10. I would I would say that in my brain I associate a more terrible taste with Malort, but the thing about drinking Jaeger is I did it for so long that when I smell it going into my gullet, I can literally just sense my night going to shit, and then like I can just sense my brain being like, oh, <laughs> well, that's, come, that's from personal control. That's not because no, I still drink Rebel Mints and don't get like that. I, I still like I smell Rebel Mints and I'm like, oh, oh delightful. God. Not like oh, oh my, my whole God, night's Rebel about Mints. to get wild. Dude, I got there's uh, something about Jaeger. Just that was uh, one of my accounts with a buddy. We were just having drinks, <laughs> and uh, they gave us a uh, some one-off Rumplemans blueberry, blackberry, whatever it was. Oh, that's called Black House, and whatever. it's not a one-off. Like it, they make it. I don't, I've never heard of it, but uh, they gave it to us, and they gave us a very large shot, chilled, all the things. Ugh, Black and, House uh, is a little rough. We smell it. We take the tiny little sip of it, and we're like, oh, this is not good. And uh, so me and my buddy look at each other like, down the hatch, and three, two, one. Let's do it. Three, two, one, go. I let him drink his entire shot, and I put mine <laughs> right the fuck back down. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> this is a 
full, like, five-ounce shot Bamboozled again. And he's like, <laughs> he literally, he takes a shot, he, like, looks down, he goes, ugh, and then wipes the little face wipe, the... Ugh. And then he looks, he's like, you didn't drink yours? I was like, oh, <laughs> Alex, Alex, Fuck sneak no. 100. <laughs> sneak 100. <laughs> oh, little, uh, little Skyrim reference, one of, one of my favorite yeah. memes, as Adam is aware. <laughs> I thought Sneak 100 was an alcohol. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, it's, uh, Adam knows it's one of my favorite, dude, one of my favorite memes is just some random <laughs> wild ass headline. And then it just it clipped at the bottom with a random Morrowind stat at 100 or zero. Yeah. <laughs> no in between, full or zero, or wild ass headline. It's my favorite fucking format for whatever it's reason. It's like man proposes to a girlfriend on the Jumbotron at the big game. She says no. Speech zero. <laughs> <laughs> zero charisma. Uh, <laughs> so what is, that? what is the shadiest thing you've ever done on Shift? The shadiest thing? Shady, shitty things you're not supposed to do. You're getting paid money. You were in like and you're being a, shady. When I say shady, you don't even have to tell us like where a you cloak were at. on like just things you weren't supposed to do. And you're like, fuck it, I'm gonna do it. Yeah, you weren't you didn't wearing even John shot, Cena's windbreaker. You didn't even drink or shotgun <laughs> beers in your fridge. So, you shortchange a dude. I traded for things sometimes. Ooh, not so much anymore because the clients are different, but. Mm. Um, <laughs> let's just, hear some good trades or I I, actually what I'd like to hear instead okay. is the back end of that I'd like to hear some current proposed trades that oh. are undesirable oh people come in all the time Dude, trying to like so phones many. and shit right yeah that's, yeah. That, that's what phones, I hear is like people come in and I want to hear like so let, let me give you a quick shoes. story uh, about a man you may know Alex um, you gotta dial back on just oh yeah sorry about it. I, I leave you get excited well yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just terrible at all this hacking a fraud like I said um, so uh, real quick because I know I just asked you a question but that's not what this podcast is about it's about being <laughs> random as shit I kid but so you know swag and uh, so something interesting uh, uh, yes the swag so uh, as far as like wild trades go like the third day we lived in the city we moved in together um, uh, more, uh, less burnt and Ernie and more like, uh, uh, God damn, I'm going to forget it with Lockie and what's his name? Uh, perfect strangers. Um, less burnt and Ernie. Uh, <laughs> in any case, we go down to circle K to get a cold one. We're from a colder climate. Uh, there's a convenience store. We head down uh, there. Hope, hopefully these listeners can't hear these fucking landscapers right now. Uh, listen, uh, listeners like work a hard, your way through it. Listeners like a hard worker. Uh, <laughs> So, geez, holy cow! What's he doing to your yard over there, bro? Or <laughs> you, you might want to go up there and be like, "Hey, why are you digging into my rocks, bro?" The trade federations here—they're starting to bomb us. <laughs> so to keep the story on track, the clankers are coming. They're coming. Uh, so to keep us on track, uh, as we're entering the store—that uh, was too loud. Uh, as we're entering the store, uh, there's there's a handful of, I would say, shady looking characters, and uh, Swag's wearing this amazing. Rotten.com, like three eyed baby, like shirt the fuck that is, is just going on here? Uh, that is just ridiculous as shit. So, uh, this dude's like, That's the sickest shirt I've ever seen. I'll trade you for this jackhammer right <gasps> now. And he's like, What the fuck are you talking about? Like, you want to have the shirt off my back for a jackhammer? And he's like, Yeah, I got it right here. And it was like an older looking, like, you know, um, air driven, like older style jackhammer. And to this day, Seems he's like, like a great trade. Dude, to it. this day, he's like, my only regret is that I never did that. He's like, I would still never do it for the shirt because he still has it. It's wild. I think if he ever puts it on again, it will disintegrate off his body. <laughs> I don't know what I would do with a jackhammer, but I would like to own one and, and but, when I have it in my backyard, a, someone goes, why do you have a jackhammer? I go, 
I had a T-shirt. Yeah, mm-hmm. I traded a T-shirt for it. Yeah, it's a great I, dude, I was at I was at Trevor's Liquor uh, Tuesday yesterday, and I'm sitting there talking to the bartender. Tuesday. This dude has a it's a some band shirt, and it's got little holes in the shoulder of it, and this very eccentric looking rich man uh, is four seats down for me. Haggling for uh, his shirt? He, no, the dude has this dope-ass button-down shirt. This thing is minimum $100. Like, minimum. This thing is a very nice t-shirt. Right. And the guy is kind of drunk, and he looks over the bartender, and he's like, oh, and then says whatever the band name shirt is. I don't remember. He's like, fucking love those guys. And the guy's like, yeah, dude, me too. And he's like, let's trade for shirts. And bartender like, was like, what? He's like, I'll trade you my shirt for his shirt. And I only want to be like, do that deal, dude. Do that fucking deal. That's like a $150 shirt. Your shirt, you probably paid maybe $20 for 10 years ago when you saw the band. Like, that shirt is dope as fuck. And he's just sitting there and he's thinking about it. And he's looking over at his boss, who's over at the register, maybe about 50, 70 feet away. And he's like, I don't think they're going to look. And he just, like, starts to, like, slowly lift his shirt up to, like, take it off and just keep looking. This dude, as soon as he started to touch his shirt, the other guy with the nice shirt, is every button's undone. Now he's just arm out holding this shirt. Holy shit. No shirt, shirtless no at the bar waiting. And the bartender still hasn't even taken his shirt off yet. And he's like, oh, <laughs> swaparoo. <laughs> dude puts on the bartender's shirt and he's like, this thing's pretty moist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm working back here. And he's like, yeah, I'm bartending. Uh, and I look at him and go, oh, he was in the patio. There's misters. There's not even misters, but this there guy is no rich misters. and drunk, so there who no fucking misters. knows? And he's like, oh, that makes so much sense. <laughs> I've never was, heard of anyone just straight up buying street cred. Holy shit. Dude, it was, it was the dopest thing. I look at the bartender I'm like, let me know if you want to do a shirt trade. <laughs> I get these fuckers for free. Yeah, let me know if you want to trade some shirts. What's up? <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, that is wild. So, um, yeah, tell us about a handful of uh, trade offers that mm. were maybe not uh, desirable. A lot of people come in with things that they magically got somehow. I don't know how they fell got off them. a truck. Sure, it fell off a truck. I used to live in South. Things Phoenix. fall off trucks all the time. I lived in South Phoenix. I mean, with all the potholes there, nothing ever stays on. A truck. I've never put my bed up or my tailgate up. It's always down. <laughs> um. There's been shoes. There's been electronics mostly. Like so, real quick like with the shoes. Did the shoes look like they had acquired them somewhere? Or were they like dope shoes? Roll up on the drive-through and they pull off their early in the store. They pull off their shoes. Like, yo, what can I get for these? No, it's like they come. It's like, hey, can I trade this box of shoes for something? And I'm like, what the fuck am I gonna do with these shoes, man? Like, I don't want your. Shoes. Oh, they weren't your size. Something. I don't know. They just come in. I mean, like, if they're these random. Honestly, if you're me and they're he's a in liquor my vendor, size, not a shoe vendor. Like, what am I gonna do? If they're in my shoes? size yeah, and they're go. tight, I'm hundred percent. Maybe I'm, they I'm were. If they were, but it was always not good shoes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> why are you? Are stealing, those sketches? Why are you stealing? T- yeah. Why are you stealing New Balance? It's like <laughs> no one wants these shoes, man. And then um, lots of just old phones. Like so, for some reason, like old phones. I think so, people still believe if you steal phones, you can make a bunch of money off them, and that's like, just not the case. This anymore. guy's like, no, it's brand new. I just got it from Cricket. It's prepaid. Yeah, no, dude. Even if I was like, I mean, when I used to live in South Phoenix, like, oh my god, I met this dude named Big Meat like my first week there. Big Meat, dude. He was this enormous black man. Big Meat, and he just like he wore his dick look. Uh, it was pretty huge. Good for him. Um, <laughs> he always wore, and it was fuck, dude, because he he basically looked like Kingpin. He always wore. 
Italian leather shoes, black slacks with an Italian leather belt. I have no idea if they're Italian leather or not, but he constantly said that. Uh, and then he wore a... <laughs> Bro, Italian leather. Man. I couldn't tell you, but he's always like, these Italians go to BS. And I'm like, all right. <laughs> sure. I was like such a, like, a little throwaway. But he always said that they were Italian. <laughs> Don't know if they were. Always said it. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's like so, a humble brag. Like, this shit came from China, dog. Well, well hold on, because this look ain't done. I said he looked like the kingpin. So he's wearing a white tank top wife beater yeah just Jesus. huge fucking black man leather shoes slacks leather belt tucked in wife beater the fuck <laughs> like he was up imposing the fuck the indeed and so met him the first week i was hanging out he, he what he did is he was the um he was the trunk salesman at my uh convenience store close to my house in central phoenix trunks doesn't like board shorts <laughs> iPods, phones, dude. The first time he opened his tr- trunk, I mean, he's like, he's like, you. He looks at me, he's like, you look like a man who likes music. And I was like, do I? And he's like, yeah, you do. And I was like, I got a record player with a thousand records in the back of my trunk. I was like, I like, I like music. And he's like, what you like? We just started talking about about it a little bit, and I'm like, all right, cool, cool, cool. And he's like, let me show you something. I think you're culturally appropriating right now. <laughs> what I'm doing is being accurate, sir. So, in any case, um, dude, big meets shit. Uh, so he rolls over to his trunk and he pops open and it literally looks like someone just filled up three shopping carts full of like iPod, iPods of g- general different sizes, like arm thrown into carts oh, and no then just emptied into his trunk. I've seen some trunk salesmen that's got some organization and I give a shout out to those. No, guys. no, straight up. Big no Meat, what, Big meat was, an organiza- was an organizer, no doubt. But this like was the, like it was full to the brim. He must have just gotten them. And he opens it up and he's like... You see anything you like? I was like, mm, yeah, I do. Uh, <laughs> listen, I <laughs> I lived in the shittiest part of the city. I have no money, and uh, those aren't going back to the owners, so I'm going to buy it. You <laughs> like, know what? I you, don't give a you shit. You literally just broke a memory free from my brain. Uh, the last time I went and saw you, Adam, I met a trunk salesman walking into your store. Yes. And really? he literally goes, full meta. Dude, I'm not even can you. I walk in and I'm like on my phone, like going through like my reports, doing things like planning everything. I'm like, I got to go and see what's up to Adam, do this shit. Like, I look at all these other things, look at my routes. And this guy goes like, yo, dude, you look like you got you like to barbecue. And I look over. And I go, That's pretty specific. Dog, I'm white. I do like to barbecue. <laughs> uh, I said that to him out loud. Um, and he's like, I knew it. <laughs> so I like, come over here. Come over here. Does the hand come hither with his whole, all four fingers? Come here. The little almost clapping. Oh, yeah. And I, the uh, not the one finger. Come here. Come here, dog. Yeah. So I come over, and he has got some legitimate, the exact things you see if you go to Walmart's grilling section, like sectioned <laughs> out to a T, where it's the grill master four prong thing it's right It's literally next the to, Walmart grill literally, brand. It's, lit, well, it's, it's as if you're in there. Hyper tough weed if cutter. If you go to Walmart, you will see the four oh, I've prong seen, thing. I, I, I've seen next, the, the barbecue setup. Literally yeah, the, right next to the grill maker uh, brush with the four pack or whatever. And it's literally two AT. He's got it so clean and crisp. And I'm like, honestly, man, like I don't need any of this, but Fucking kudos. That's uh, pretty rad. You've got a... Uh, do you have a shopping cart? <laughs> I'll come back. Uh, I don't need any of this shit, but uh, you've got all an entire... You've got essentially a grocery store for grilling 
in your car. And then it was like, in a truck, and it was in a parking lot in front of the store. Oh, lit- at my walk in. That's and, fucking uh, rad. And us, us, us beer salesmen, or just salesmen and people, you, sometimes you get this, like, shark guy mentality. You're like, I just need to get in here because you have 37 other things in your mind. You're like, I need to go here. I need to go here. Fuck, there's not enough time of the day. I need to see this person. Fuck me. If I go here, I can skip these guys, blah, blah, blah. Nope. Just fucking go straight. Find Adam. Do this. Talk. Okay. Move along. And then, yo, no, you look like you barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> Sure do. <laughs> I'm like, there wasn't too many things that could have got me out of that zone, and uh, you found the magic words. <laughs> Yikes, man! That's pretty fucking awesome. That's that's yeah, that's full meta. I mean, I'm I'm at least glad that like the uh, there's I mean the cologne salesman at gas stations was always weird, but uh, yeah. uh, I think they were always like the the less evolved version of the people who just like roll up on you where you're like leaving a Walmart and they're like, yo, man. I ordered all these extra speakers. And I'm gonna give them to you right now for two hundred bucks. I'm like, well, I do gotta say, sales, man. Um, that yeah, has I've happened to me. That, that that specific example has happened to me so many fucking times living in this city. And now, granted, until recently, uh, the last like uh, you know half a dozen years, I have not always lived in the best part of the city, uh, which is something I actually very much enjoyed. Um, but seriously, I would constantly like it just. And it'd be so random, too. You'd just be there, and, like, a guy would pull up on you, and you'd see a ton of speakers in the back of his car, and he's like, yeah, they're, like, overstocked. It's just the laziest fucking excuses you've ever heard in your life. And I would respect you more if you go, hey, dog, I stole this stole shit. This. Do you want to uh, buy It's at a great deal. See, that's... Because uh, I need to get it off my hands. And, and to bring it back, that's why I love Big Meat. He would just roll up, and, you know, <laughs> he would always, he'd always tell you, I love Big Meat. Isolate that. Let's isolate that. Um... But you would roll up, and it, he was like a bodega. You never knew what was going to be on that fucking shelf, like iPods one day. It was an adventure. That yeah. was the appeal, yeah? Yeah. So, like, I mean, just like back in the day, st- stealing, like, face clips and, and stereo speakers was kind of the end. I think that we're in the tail end of people thinking that stealing, like, cell phones and shit, like, can still yield you money. So, uh, I That's think... That's what I, I see a lot of now. Yeah. I th- there was a time, especially, like, in the early aughts, even, like, the aught tens, where if you just snag someone's iPhone off a table and rolled it into a store, you could you could make some money. Not, any, not so much anymore. I mean, it's it's harder to make money. People can track their phones so much yeah. easier. They can lock they can, you out. They, they can, can nuke they can that do thing. That thing where it screams. Yeah, like it literally makes an un, like a curdling scream. But one time, uh, someone actually did try to sell me a mixtape. Which is, I think, might be the most unique thing. Honestly, right? did you at buy this it? Point, I'll buy them. I've bought every mixtape I've been offered. Dude, yeah. At this point, I didn't buy pure. It. It's pure enjoyment. Oh yeah, Just, it's five, ten. But I don't give a fuck. Like I've bought shitty things, expecting them to be good. That like came from just a like a, a actual business. I mean, like, oh, I thought that was gonna be better. Fuck it. Now, if I the see you hustling for a mixtape, yeah. I've done it three or four times now because it doesn't happen that much anymore. So if someone's gonna do it. Fuck it, dude. I'm in for a listen. I spent enough time in the car. I will listen to this thing from start <laughs> to finish, and it is always worth it. And then I hand that gift off to another person. Dude, that's that's so hilarious. Um, and it re- reminded me of a time I was down at um the film bar in Phoenix, and um this is when I had the first Prius for Grand Canyon, the Ooh, the, the old way. Yeah, you, yeah, Adam knows. Um, and this dude pulls up on me, and he's like, "Hey, man, you know, you just gives me his whole hustle," and I'm like, "All right, tight." And I'm like, "How much is it?" Like, like this is cut the bullshit. Like, how much you want for the? How much you want for the disc? I, I, I if you're your story man, I want to support you. Uh, he's like five bucks. I was like, dude, sold. I've bought a shitty big bag for five bucks. Here you <laughs> go. And, well, and what I did was at first I was like, I was like, I look at him, I look at my center console, I see a CD disc slot, and I was like, how much? 
<laughs> like, I've got some I, time. Because I wasn't even sure if I'd be able to play it when I was thinking about it. And then I just kind of looked at my center console. I was like, oh, I have a CD player here. How much? So the, uh, <laughs> the one I remember... <laughs> I've, I've done it not a lot of times, but there's one I'll, I don't think I'll ever forget. <clears throat> I was at Gilberton University where, like, the Garcia's and now Panda Express's. <clears throat> I think I was walking out of the Garcia's. And uh, dude comes up and he's like, yo, I got a, I got a mixtape. Not a CD. I got a mixtape. Oh, yo, wait. What, what year is this? He said, I mean, he meant a CD, but he called it a mixtape. Okay. Uh, oh, okay. 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 So I'm I like, oh, okay. I'm like, just walking. I'm like, just. Oh, hold on. I actually have a follow up question. Um, so not a CD, like, of music he produced. No, it produced. was a CD that, of his music. Oh, okay, not just, like, some songs he really liked and put together no, and was like, yeah. yo, check this mixtape out, it's fire. No, no, yeah. <laughs> this will yeah. get you any girl, I promise, this, this mixtape. This is his recordings on a CD, but he called it a mixtape. Right. I'm like, I'm good, man. Like, like just going through, getting to my car. Sure. He's, like, selling over 10 bucks. I'm like, I'm good, man. He goes, five bucks. And I turn around. <laughs> and I hand that motherfucker five dollars. Uh, I go, five bucks, huh? And he's like, yeah, dude, this shit fucking bumps. I go, it, I, I'm already sold. It I was in fact sold, did not bump. I was sold at just that he reduced his price by half because I kept walking at this point. I was like, fuck it, dude. I've given bumps. You know, you know the technique like, now. Uh, and, dude, it was like, I did. I, he, you heard a good no, and they're walking away. And then you're like, I've got a better sales pitch right after. <laughs> uh, Cheaper. So, uh, I turn around. I'm like, all right, dude. For five bucks, I'll take it. He's like, tight. Remember me. I'm teasy. I go, all right. <laughs> you remember Well, him? you clearly never I forgot. I never him. forgot it. I'll never forget it. <laughs> His name is Teasy, and he <laughs> sells mixtapes for five bucks. I'll tell you this. <laughs> Outside the, reason, the Garcia's. The reason I will never forget it is because he goes, <laughs> he goes I'm teasy. The reason I they call <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited. The reason they call me Teasy. Why they the call reason, you Teasy, Bobby? The reason they call me Teasy. And he grabs the sh- the the shoulder of his t-shirt and goes, "Cause I wear a Teasy." <laughs> He's talking about his. Cause I wear a t-shirt. They call me T-shirt. Cause I wear a t- no. Like Teasy. Can, can you imagine being t-shirt. back at like the clubhouse and like everyone's getting nicknames and they're like, "Yo, all right, you got you a huge a dick, so you're big meat." <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> This guy's teasy. I already have the five. You like you like steaks, your T bone. Uh, I mean, I guess you wear t shirts, so teasy. I already have the five dollar bill out. So I was like, he already made the sale. I'm literally, I have the five dollar bill out handing to him, and before he hands it, he goes, "You're gonna love it." Like, my name's Teasy because I wear teasies. I, I grab this shit and I go, "Thank you, Teasy." And that shit was not good. Uh, it well. never is. Luckily, the narrator uh, had a little bit ahead of time on that. Now, uh, this isn't necessarily a question we have for normal guests or just general guests. Um, you, This is something you do with personally. And since we've talked about things that are unacceptable for trade, um, I know that uh, one thing in the uh, exchange of commerce that you're not the biggest fan of, and we did briefly touch on it. We earlier, mentioned it for just a second. But um, you seem to have a lot of run-ins with sweaty boob money. Boob money is is my bane in the summertime. Mm, titty money. And I, and I was. I Do you ever get hot girl titty money though? It's never. Oh, okay. Oh, never. It's fucking never. What the fuck? No, because, no, they in fact, you know, where, money. you know where they keep their money in, a in wallet. their wallet, like a responsible human. Put it in your titty hot girls. <laughs> get it together. I'm a hot dude. I'll put it in my nuts. Fair so what trade. you're saying is, hot girl summer is not hot chicks taking titty money out. No, it's no, no, always the worst. No. 
I do. I so <laughs> I'm glad I brought this up because I used to immediately text every knowing single it's, time. It's never I got someone boob money. I was like, I got boob money. Ah, right. It's like it happened again. <laughs> Have you not put up a sign yet? No. Do you, Do you think? It, follow up question. Do you think if you put up a sign, it would be observed? No, no I probably would get more boob money. Yeah. Oh, he doesn't want boob money. I'm gonna give him. Oh boob no, money boob now. money here. I do have boob money. That's yeah. right. Yeah, you're gonna remind him that they have money there because they're too fucked up to remember that they've stored cash. It's there. weird because I've seen the the strap of the bra used to store so many things: cigarettes, cigarettes, drugs, cell lighter, phones, beer, cell phones. Phones. beer bottles, uh, oh, beer bottles. I've never seen that. Okay. Well, well, a lot bra. of t- well, no, no, actually, like even well, I'm not here to titty shame. Listen, ladies, I want to see them all. Uh, but girl, like I was, yeah. Listen, you want to see them all. You didn't say you want to suck on them all. No. Listen, Most, be, be over there in your. You can't listen, forget. be in your titty tower all you want to be. Ask Adam. I'm here for him. I bet you he will agree with me. No, there's some you don't want to see. There's some you don't want to see. Sure, but I don't know that until I see them. <laughs> I digress. I'll show you a pair. Even a even a smaller pair of perfectly acceptable. I'm cool titties. with tiny titties. I'm just saying. I, I was recently just told a story by a girl about how she hid a beard or boobs, and I literally, like a totally cool dude, just immediately stared at her and was like, "How?" <laughs> and I mean, we were all you know chill. So she's like, "I'll show you," and she like literally just slid it down the front of her bra and zipped it up. And, Big boobs? No, just. Regular all boobs? Not like itty bitty titty committee or anything I like that. Oh, I, I mean, listen, I'm here for it. But um, you know, just just a just a nice like below like mid size, and then I guess the uh, I guess the the sternum flex where the the titties meet covers most of the bottle, and then basically you you just have the neck and your cleavage. It's a long neck bottle. Yeah, and she just was like slide pulled her hoodie up a little bit, and then. That. But then I, I think the main thing is, is even if you're a dude like checking security, which generally is a male dominated industry of underpaid fucking idiots who want power, um, they're generally, even if they do see the tip of a bottle in a chick's like shirt, they're not going to be like, what's that? <laughs> and just like off through the whole thing. So what's in your boobs? <laughs> but right? also it's like that. You get yeah. that guys. I see. So, and then you're, you're looking what's at in the boobs, this? man? What's in the boobs? <laughs> I digress. Uh, a lot of things can be hidden in boobs, I'm to understand. Um, is yeah. that why some guys prefer uh, a more less classy lady? <laughs> I don't know how to say it. Um, I don't know what to do. Um, but like, just because there's randomly money falling out of their titty crevices or their bras, no and they're idea. just like, they scoop that up, and it's like a reverse male stripper kind of situation, or... I mean, you did specifically mention hot chicks don't uh, have boob money, so... They never have boob money. Mm-hmm. But no, but someone always... And, and it's, like, always in the morning. Well, that's it's actually... always in the morning. That's kind of... I would imagine that's preferable. Kind of always in the morning. Yeah, it is preferable, as for sure. I guess. But yeah. it's still sweaty boob money. Uh, it's, it's fucking disgusting. It's, it's so, gross. So, and then, like, yeah, I don't want I sweaty this. pocket money. Okay, so I yeah, see... I see sweaty I see, pocket money is worse. Disgusting. Sweaty boob no, no, no. money is even so. Ad, Adam is making a, a a gesture with his arm where he's like ringing like it out, ringing it out. And so my my next question literally was going to be like, given the um, fibrous nature of just the paper money is made out of, um, are these soaking? Are they slightly moist? Okay, so sometimes here you go, man, and it's just like moist, and I'm like, eh, that's sweat. This is gross, and I just put it in the register and I try to move on with my day. And then sometimes it's like. 
a towel that you just used to wipe something up. Like it is dripping and it's really bad. And it's not dripping, just you said? dripping. That's fucking sweat. gnarly. It's disgusting. And then I usually kind of like. I don't know what I could side. pull off my body that would still be dripping with sweat. I have no fucking clue. That's it's ugh. worse. It's called vagrants in Arizona summer. <laughs> it's worse when you get like someone's paying with change for something. I know we talked about this earlier, but then they're stuck together. Mm. Like they give you like here's a here's a dollar twenty five for my whatever I just bought, and like they're all stuck, and you like have to snap them off of each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty fucking gross too. So it's retail. Guy, you retail, I guess. I've got to get going. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm at a six o'clock, and uh, we crank out one more quick question. Well, hold still, Bobby, because I was just uh, hold, hold tight. Because we we have a handful of questions left. But what I wanted to say, and this will probably help Bobby steer to the last question that he's going to select. Um, we definitely could have you back. I mean, sure. there's a um, what what. Uh, people may or may or not know about Adam is he's generally friendly with most of, and it's not the most common thing in the world. And then Adam generally is friendly with a ton of like industry suppliers. And so Andy gets a little more of the supplier experience. Sorry, not Andy. I'm looking at Andy. Talk about Adam. Uh, <laughs> see, you even convinced Adam to look at Andy. Well, I can, I, did, I looked at I can him. literally, I look at Andy all the time. well, the problem is I can literally see his balls. See, everyone looked, including Andy. Jesus. Hey, well, I could definitely see him now. He pulled his uh, out. <laughs> he straight up. We really do need video on this. Yeah. Um, Get a Twitch, guys. Yeah. Put the camera right there. Go on Twitch. So I'd, I'd love to have you back. And when we have you back, I'd like to focus a little more on that aspect of you. So um, most of our questions do to, like, we got some Beer Fest stuff and we got plenty sure. of content for that. So as you get out of here, um, we'll, we'll get one more question in and then we'll have you back for more of the uh, Beer Festival industry stuff. Oof, kind of deal. Fest. So, you know what I'd actually like to do uh, more so than um, another question? I think you would be great for this is okay. a uh, a shout out. Oh, shoot. To oh, a local business. Oh, shoot. Yeah, oh, if we're wrapping up. We, we, we got to yeah. do the shout out. Uh, okay. All right. Yeah. So, we'll do this and then we'll have you back to. To talk more beer, more shop and shit. Uh, sure. So if you need a if you need a minute to think about it, uh, we can always go first, and I've got one in mind. Um. Uh. So all right, my shout out is to uh, Hula's uh, Modern Tiki. Cool little. Uh, they got two or three locations, something like that. Um. Yeah, I love Hula's. Solid fucking happy hour. They go in Old Town Scottsdale, one on High Street and Desert Ridge area. Um, they might have another one that I'm forgetting about. Um, but they do a phenomenal beer menu, phenomenal cocktail list, uh, killer food and an outstanding happy hour all, every single one of them, uh, killer happy hour. So if you ever want to check out a local business, local to Arizona, uh, check out Hulu's modern Tiki. Um, if you're over in high street and you're bar hopping, uh, after you hit Hula's literally go, I don't know, literally 15 feet the other direction and hit up Modern Margarita. Uh, my girl Barbara uh, just took over GM over there and they do a great job if you like uh, cocktails. Andy is looking at me for a reason. <laughs> uh, I mean, they're literally they're literally next door to each other. Like, if you're in the patio of Modern or Modern Margarita or of Hula's Modern Tiki, throw a pebble and you've passed uh modern modern margarita uh, also be quiet Andy. 
Yeah. This ain't your fucking podcast. I feel like I can talk shit to you right now, um, Listen, but we, I can't we, wait we, to we have love, you on a good we, audio podcast. I, are, I just saw them. Uh, I can't wait to have you we, on a uh, on a, an actual good audio quality podcast, yeah. so I'm pretty excited about it. Um, we got a million guests, so it's probably going to be like 10 months from now, but whatever. Million, this million. also might be next week. It <laughs> might also be next week, so, <laughs> so we'll, we'll hit you up last second. Yeah, we'll, we'll let you know later today that you're on next week. <laughs> Um, I hopefully I killed um, the time. <laughs> no, I have a. There is a sushi place uh, that we discovered a few months ago that we've gone back to several times. It's really fucking right. I had it to look up because I don't remember the cross streets, but it's called Mikado Sushi, and it's on Queen Creek and and uh, Alma School. If you're Hell on yeah. that side of the world, okay. And they do like a legit bento box. Like I fucking love bento boxes, and it's so cool. Like there's so many different options, and their fish quality is some of the best I've. I've ever seen, so and it's not expensive, right? It's it's, it's reasonable, it's price, legit, and the right? people there are super friendly, and yeah. So um, if we're close to there, we usually go there. Or if we're closer to like where BRI is, we'll go to Johnny's. Oh, house Mo- and house, house modern, modern sushi. I we, guess we've called the house shout-out. modern sushi yeah. out on this one for sure. Every single one of us always, 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 place. Yeah. always love to do it again. We all call it yeah. Johnny's place, but it's house modern. Yeah, <laughs> don't modern don't sushi. Google. <laughs> Johnny's, Johnny's sushi. Johnny's sushi. You're, it's, uh, you're probably not, not going to come not up with a Staple in the 60, you're going to find a great time. Oh, yeah. He's he's awesome. Too. You won't understand Johnny if you meet him. promise you that. I've known him for six years. I don't understand him. I seriously have to have Fucking Jacqueline interpret for me because she used to work next door. Um, it's it's wild. Uh, love Johnny. So let's hear uh, Alex. Your uh, industry or your little... Uh, well, because I always like out. to try to make it a little different. Um, so I'd like to... Shout out the Bartenders Guild, and not just because I spent a weekend with them in Bisbee. Actually, that is why. Um, but no, I got <laughs> to hang out. I, I got to hang out with them for a while. Um, the Bartenders Guild, not everyone, but uh, especially Brandon Casey. God, what a lunatic! Um, love him, but really, just some great people. Um, we stayed in Bisbee. Uh, there's a place called Shitty Bell. It's a hotel where Shitty Bell, Shady Bell, Shitty, Shitty, the Shit Bell, <laughs> the Shit, shit Bell. Um, it's the South Park. Oh, welcome to Shitty Walk. Uh, all that, all that said, it is not shitty. No, no, no. Um, they're, they're, uh, they're, uh, it's like so. It's a, so it's a hotel park, but all of the, I guess it's motel because it's single story, right? So I don't know. Yeah, well, a, I don't think that's a thing. Well, the difference Motels between, are single story. Well, is the, that a thing? The, the, oh no, 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 no. The difference between hotel and motel is that one's better. The than doors, the, the doors face outside to the street. And then hotels, the doors are inside. Oh, that makes sense. That's not true. I've been to a motel where they're... Well, you have a phone looking up while I shut this out. It don't fucking matter. So either way, uh, each room is an RV that's been parked on site. Nadav's looking it up for us right now. Nadav is Googling. (laughs) So um, we're literally... uh, Every room is a trailer that's been parked. We had the Hollywood one. It was like a Hollywood dressing trailer. Um, And then... um, each one was different and unique and like really cool and it was really awesome and then just to kind of pivot like Bobby did you weren't that far off he was fucking right yeah. he was you were not that read it. the <laughs> for anybody who wants to know yeah. the difference between a hotel and a motel a hotel is usually a it's large important. enclosed building with hundreds of rooms across multiple floors while a motel has one or two floors with outdoor room entrances yeah, see. close wow I, I mean you got the idea of it 
You got the idea of it. Uh, and you know what's funny is actually Jacqueline hit, Jacqueline's taught me that over the years because I've always thought it was stories and she always corrects me on the doors. And it's, I guess, a little bit of both. Um, <coughs> that said, just want a great time with those guys. Um, literally didn't meet a person that I even thought like everyone was super interesting, super amazing. Didn't meet a single like shitbag out there. Just wildly entertaining and fun. While we were out there, I went to the Bisbee Social Club. Fucking shout out. I have never like... Well, I've, I've often been wildly surprised, but you're walking into a bar in Bisbee called The Social Club. Uh, I don't know, man. We met the dude. He was cool. And then we got there and we were like, this place fucks. And he was awesome. And so just want to shout out that, that group because they're a bunch of local bartenders who take care of all of us. And specifically, if you get down to Bisbee um, and you're not at one of the gay nights that they host in town, there are quite a few of them. Um, get yourself over to uh, the social club. It's a good time. There's oh, lots yeah. of dancing there. Um, there's a there's a local couple that will literally just like cut up the floor, dress in seventies apparel, like for Ooh, hours. Nice. We got to watch them. Uh, just amazing place. Uh, I'm gonna ramble for it, but uh, something we need to do at the end of this podcast, Adam. Uh, obviously, we talked about where you're at. Um, if you do want to plug your pluggables, say anything about. Uh, your business or any involvement uh, or where it's at shout anything out uh, for your for your stuff well the stores on Alma school and 8th Avenue and we have a pretty convenient drive-through all right and uh, uh-huh. yeah just roll up and say hi see what you got and no no boob money please yeah, no, boob money. no boob money that's the most important thing no sweaty boob uh, money, please. well thank you for coming on uh, well before I increw Brooks Rath we're gonna get here yeah thanks for uh, thanks for coming apart we'll uh, we'll get you back in so you could be the guy shouting on the couch perfect Andy talks uh, <laughs> and you'll be seeing Andy back in the podcast so if you if you listen from episode one you heard Andy's story with trash audio uh, and we're not even that much better now but you can at least hear us we're still blowing your eardrums out every now and again when we get excited um but we're going to hear some new potential shit stories. I don't know if you made a new one, but maybe a different one. We'll figure it out. Um, so I think I've got a new one. Thank you. Oh, say that in the mic. I think I have a new one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I'm, I, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm excited to walk through it with you and, and make a determination. I don't know if you want to walk through it with me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. there you go. So, again, always thank you for listening. We're having fun down here in my basement. Uh Thank you for listening, and uh, keep on. All right. Thank you for listening.